If you're sensitive to a few four-letter words and are not open to contrasting views to sports, politics, life, entertainment, and other topics, I would suggest you not listen. Online, we navigate conversations with no filter, and we certainly are not always PC. Our broadcast is intended to be light, but thought-provoking with a dash of sarcasm. For entertainment purposes only, like it or not. It is. It really is. All right. Well, welcome back you know, to the I, den. Welcome, Dave. A little tidbit on this song. I forgot it was a, ve- a very young Eddie Vedder mm-hmm. uh, joining Temple of the Dogs. That was kind of like a little super group. So, um, but you know why I put this song on? You're going to tell me. Tell me. Well, we lost um, Chris Cornell last week, one of the godfathers or I would say father of grunge. Um, as you know, we went to Flagler uh, listening to 80s music and we came back home and grunge had its full, uh, you know, hands in there. So uh, it was uh, Temple of Dogs was and Soundgarden and Chris Cornell had all that, you know, all the all those all those tree huggers in, in uh, uh, Seattle, Seattle. But but welcome back, Davo. It's good you to are, be you Good. are looking like a smooth old machine over there in the in the uh, lovely state of Virginia. Yeah, well, uh, Virginia is for lovers, Bear. Oh, and you know what? It's, it's a funny coincidence. I'm a lover, not a fighter. That's right. That's so. right. Well, welcome back. This is episode 10, ladies and gentlemen. 10. Episode 10 of Like It or Not. You said ladies and gentlemen. They were plural. Well, so that was... I think we're doing something right. We're doing we're doing something right. I hope you're uh, enjoying things. Please uh, reach out to us at 202-796-0240 or follow us on Twitter at Lion Like It or Not. We've got a great guest today, uh, Yogi. We've got John Grote from uh, an exciting group that's out there that we'll uh, get into in our, our second block, the Mankind Project. Um uh, Bet you didn't know about the Mankind Project, did you? I did not know about it, but I'm very excited. I uh, I, I looked at the uh, information, and I am very excited. I got a lot of questions. And so so this is new to me. So that's why uh, it would be like someone just walking in the room and having questions about, about this. So um, awesome. not only we're not only going to talk about Mankind, but we're just going to talk about what makes them tick. That's right. That's right. So we went to the draft last month, and uh, so it's been a couple of weeks since we caught up, and there's been some interesting news that just flies around like hotcakes at IHOP. Uh, like hotcakes at Waffle House, if, if, if our people below the Mason-Dixon line, you know, they, they, you know uh, Waffle House would, would interest them more. But uh, you're right, and um, 
Actually, I could name this segment, Oh, How the Mighty Have Fallen. I'm not going to talk about Chris Cornell about Fallen, nor uh, Bill O'Reilly, but the whole Washington sports scene going down the drain as we speak. But you had a good run. You're, you're a fan, and uh, this is what we do. We get kicked in the face most of the time. Yeah, well, let's not spend any more time on that. There's always next year, Yogi. There's always next year, as you would know, uh, with with Philadelphia. I think the 76ers yeah. have another uh, top draft pick again. I think they're in the top five, maybe. Number uh, three. Of the yeah. draft coming up. But uh, other members of the draft uh, made some news or continue to make news, which we wanted to talk about today, which was the Ball family. Uh, good old LeVar, the dad of Lonzo, um, continues to pop in and out of the news. Uh, and... Last week he was on with uh, Colin Cowherd and uh, caused a lot of stir up with some of his, um, I guess he was being a little uh, not so friendly to his co-host and, uh, you know, launching his shoes and this guy. Friendly to to his co-host, which happened to be female, correct? Correct. Have you sold any shoes yet? Yeah, I I sold a a good amount to me. Like I said, there's different amounts. How many? Stay in your lane. Anyways, I'm just curious. I don't even worry about her over there. Like, Every time she scares me to kind death. Of disrespectful. She says she scares Lonzo. Lonzo scared of me. She scares me. That's I'm why I don't look that way. I don't look over there because she scares me. Well, I'm thinking no, I, I saw right now. I'm just trying. I'm, Leave I'm, me alone. Uh, uh, I'll tell you, four, five hundred huh. pair. So she's a reporter. Her job is to probe. She can report to whoever she want behind her. What's, I'm talking I, what is, to you, Colin. Well, what's your what is your problem with me? Hey, my problem is you are a hater. Why? Are I you would a hater? never wear a big baller shirt. Well, no, good. I didn't don't say even that. talk to me. But I heard you say I'm not even worried I, about. I said that I wouldn't wear something that uh, it says a woman. big baller. It's the same thing. Yeah. With I, all due respect, I, you're a great reporter, just not reporting on me. It's our culture, Yogi. It's we like we like this craziness, whether. I think, you know, 10, 15 years ago, it was Paris Hilton was always on, uh, you know, for... Out- then we went in the right, right right, into the president. Yeah, so. and, then, and then we rolled in the president. Now we've got this LeVar Ball. <laughs> what do you think of, of Mr. Ball, Yogi? Well, first of all, I'm sure you're wearing the uh, baller, big baller shoes as we speak. You plunked down 495 big ones, uh, but if they were autographed, it would be 995 big ones. Well, uh, yeah. I, I put that on my Christmas list. Well, you do that. You do that. And uh, I will, next time I see you, and if you're wearing those fucking shoes, I'm going to bitch slap you. All right? <laughs> so just remind me uh, to do that uh, for every man, woman, and child in, in the, this uh, world. But um, so, yeah, you know, he's a target. And, you know, interestingly enough, let's face it, he is going to go to the Lakers because um, – the balls are spitting image of Magic Johnson, and Magic Johnson is making the decision. Yeah. So, um, so uh, maybe um, you know, maybe a little bit of uh, of this talk is good. You know, it it, it wouldn't hurt. No, it wouldn't you know? hurt. The only uh, the only thing that could rain on that little parade out in L.A. would be if Boston decided to pick him first. But we'll see how that goes in a couple months uh, as we get closer to the NBA draft uh, but there's been some comparisons draft. did you say draft oh I'm sorry I, I, I was still I was still in the, in the pit 
of the uh, NFL the draft. So I'm sorry. The, the trenches. trenches. I yes, absolutely. I still look up that number. Uh, our gal has her uh, five, lottery two, five. number. Five two five. Yeah, I look it up and I said, you know what? Uh, she's going to be a very happy. She was a very happy person to 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 you know start out with, right? Well, she was in five two fives in three days. So make sure you there play you that number in three days. Oh, abs- absolutely. Yep, absolutely. So, you know, sometimes when I have a premonition about a number in my head, I would call somebody and say, play that number. <laughs> yeah. What was Gam's number? Do you know uh, Gam's no, number? Gam had all kinds of different numbers. I couldn't keep track with She'd wake up, got to go play that number. Yeah. I just saw it in, in my head and someone told me, you know, uh, call call her bookie, you know, her local uh, Southwest Philly bookie to, to, to run some numbers, you know, and, and, and whatever. You know, what do you mean you can't you can't give me a loan on this day? So and then she would like show the show the, the handle of the gun in her in her house dress. Yeah. You know, it's like, OK, 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 game. Let's, let's okay. all calm down here. I'll get your yeah. number. Yeah. Yeah. You're damn right. You're going to get my number. Oh, shoot. <laughs> Yeah, but let's go on. We got lots to talk about. We got a lot of fun, fun things to do. So yeah, Charles. Speaking of shoes, uh, Dan Patrick had um, had asked interesting, interestingly enough, Charles Barkley, who is never shy of an opinion uh, about if he would, what was the max cost of his shoes, and uh, he, of course, Charles Barkley didn't know, which he really does know, because every yeah. baller knows, you know. So. Uh, uh, he said about two hundred dollars. So the max for his, uh, you know, for his shoe, and 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 he actually uh, he actually pinpoints the NBA about having a a shoe cost more than four hundred dollars. But he's not even in the NBA yet, so yeah. uh, he can he can you know do whatever he wants to do, you know. So, but go ahead, Davo. Sorry for taking up the time with these frivolous shoe stories well there's some other frivolous stuff going on uh yogi what about nordstrom uh they've got a new uh line of jeans out there do they not yes nordstrom's uh selling jeans with fake mud on them for 425 big ones okay so uh so do you think would you, would you be attracted to someone wearing these or do you think there's ever been a um uh a fashion statement to have mud on it. I mean, um, I don't know. I don't know. Yogi. I would have to think that maybe someone needs to clean up their jeans if they're walking around with mud on them, but that's just me. I'm a little old school, eh, but you never know. There could be a story behind the mud and, and it might be interesting and it might, uh, pique some interests if you know what I mean, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So that's, uh, in our fashion news is, uh, Nordstrom for $425 with fake mud on it. Better be damn good mud. So it better be truffle mud, truffle. Yeah. Truffle oil, mud, mm-hmm. uh, mud. How about mud from a Kentucky Derby winner or a Preakness winner? Sounds good to me. Sounds a good little to sports me. related. And, yeah. you know, I mean, if I came over to your house with jeans with mud on it, and I said, "Hey, this was from um, uh, Always Dreaming," or this was from a Woodstock concert that we were running around in the mud in the concert, okay, well, bring me a story at least. Yeah. You know, like or, don't say well, I got it right off the rack at Nordstrom's. It's like, oh, you know, uh, insert uh, crickets, you know, whatever. So, but um. But that's good. So let's keep with the, uh, you know, with the bling and the ching, ching, ching. Okay. What do you got? You lay it well, down. You got a little Popovich action or what? 
Yes, you know the the head coach of the uh, San Antonio Spurs, Greg Popovich, has you know the, the these NFL uh, coaches they they have mantras, they have they're very what the winning ones have a way of doing things. But um, so Popovich gave a close to a five hundred percent tip to a uh, a Memphis waiter, and um, so so. Interestingly enough, the receipt went on uh, social media. Yeah, and I like thought that would do that. Well, I thought that was really kind of cheesy. Um, so it was close to what a five thousand dollar tip, and um, I thought it was kind of cheesy. But hey, if I would get uh, a five thousand dollar tip, maybe I would take a picture to you. And and if if you were um, footloose and fancy free with the social media, you would put it on you know, like Twitter or something like that. And then, then it takes a uh, mind of its own. So yeah, I've seen it before where people post when athletes or, or people with money don't tip very well. So I think it works both ways, but he's a yeah. good tipper. So, so what, right? Just a word to our audience. Uh, all three of you, if any, if Greg Pavlich ever calls and say, Hey, let's get a bite to eat, you know, get in that car as soon as possible. So, um, and, and, and get the biggest bottle of wine. So, um, but you were, you were in a hospitality business. I mean, you knew the, uh, you know, the tippers and the, could you, could you profile a tipper? Yeah, you, you can. Off the record. Off, you the can. record. off the record. We know that certain parts of the world are not as good tippers as other parts of the world so i will say that i think americans are pretty good tippers uh but there are some far east countries some of the chinese don't necessarily understand what tipping is all about so i'm gonna leave I, it at that uh, interesting i had a conversation with my significant other about uh, going to europe and i recall there's not tipping in there was not tipping in europe but i had to look that up or something like it, it was in it was it was already put in the bill and you just have to check check it on there where the United States we don't do that as much big big parties we it's it's automatic you know being put in there so um, but you know we could talk all day about tipping and um, but I, I like you know tipping is, is part of etiquette and, and I just think you, you have to be on top of etiquette because you can really screw yourself not only just uh, um, in business and just in, in your relationship with other people about etiquette Hey, we're moving along really quickly here in this first segment. Uh, we're trying to keep our show a little bit closer to our 30-minute format. Um, and fresh. Always fresh. Always fresh. And you know who's been fresh lately? Our guest coming up uh, in the next block, uh, we got John Grote from the Mankind Project. And uh, he's standing by ready to uh, give us a little 411 on that. So uh, stay tuned. We'll be right back. Uh, like it or not. Like it or not. John Grote with Mankind Project. Welcome back to segment two. We're coming out of a break where we're playing James Brown. It's a man's world. Welcome, John. Thank you. Thank you, Don. Good to see you. Good, John, good we to be seen. Just, we were just talking about 
the art of tipping, okay? And, you know, it's always, a, it's speaking about uh, being men, it, it, you know, it depends on, tipping is a big issue for us, I have to say. Being a man, tipping is a big issue. You know, um, first, um, Dave introduced you, you know, as, as being with the, um, Mankind Project, and right. there's, there's all these unwritten rules, you know, that change, actually change day by day. You know <laughs> yeah. that, you know, and exactly, and, and you know, if a man is not comfortable on his own skin, he just makes mistakes after mistakes, year after year. Um, but I'll leave Dave out of this. But um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, um, so so. Uh, What's your feeling about tipping? I mean, like we just talked about Greg Popovich and leave a 500% tip, you know, I mean, um, this is a, it's a big, it's a big issue for guys, especially if they're having a date or, or if they're, you know, if they're broke, which most of the time we are, no, but, but you, you, you want to, everyone has to feel good about it, you know? Well, uh, well, yeah, I, I, I used to work in a restaurant. I worked in the kitchen. And, you know, so I'm, on the other side of that is it's all about service. And I mean, I know sometimes the kitchen screws up. But you know what, if if I'm not getting my glasses refilled, if somebody's not coming over to me, you know, it, it's, it starts at 20% then goes down from there. Oh, I like that. Okay, that's, 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 that's your rule. I like that. Okay. Go, go ahead, Davo. I know you got um, a lot to talk about. Well, I, not I, you particularly, not you particularly, but but um, you know. <laughs> I agree with John. It starts with twenty percent and goes down from there. Uh, with John, when you get up in the morning, what song is on your playlist, which is going to get you uh, up and going? What's on What's on uh, the on the John Grote special? What's on my playlist that gets me going in the morning? Depends on the morning and the drive, you know. If 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 it's a nice day out and traffic's going, there there's definitely some eagles going. Okay, all right, you some know? eagles. So that that leads us into the next kind of uh, personality question. If if we were to put a time capsule for today together, what would you put in there, John? Twenty seventeen. <sighs> what would I put in there? Wow, I'd I'd have to say twenty seventeen. And how many years are we going to open this? What's what's the what's the date on that? Yeah. We go back and forth with that. Let's go 20 years down the road. 20 years. And and this is my time capsule, That's right? your time capsule, John. All righty. Uh, wow. Uh, it's funny. I actually have one thing I put in there. I have I have this little cube. It's a picture cube from when I was little of my parents and my grandparents and me and, and a couple of my relatives. So I'd, I think I'd put that in there just because it's such a time capsule. It's that little time capsule. You know, it's the Polaroids, the Instamatic. The the color just just that whole sort of era. Yeah. Uh, I, I I I my my name in mankind project or my animal name is bad motherfucking tiger. So I'd I'd put a stuffed tiger in there. There you go. And uh, uh, probably a note, you know, just to keep on loving each other. Be present for your life. Be upfront. Be present. Be there. Be be present in your own fucking life. I Absolutely. Like I like that. So speaking of Mankind Project, John, uh, talk to us about that group and your first impression of how you were introduced to the man to Mankind Project. Uh, first impression. That's a good one. 
So a guy I used to work with, I used to work for ABC News, named Daryl Moment, used to have these conversations, and they were deeper than just, you know, the typical bullshit, you know, the, the, the wizards, or actually it might have still been the bullets back then and stuff like that. So one day I'm like, you know, what's different about you? It's something different. And he's like, you know, I'm part of the Mankind Project. I'm like, okay, tell me more. So he started telling me more, and I was like, well, you know, there's a brotherhood. There's this connection. And saying, hey, you know, this could benefit you. Why don't you check it out? So that's, that, that was sort of my introduction of, of meeting a man for the first time that I could have a deeper conversation with. For those of listeners that have no idea what we're even talking about, what is the mantra or, you know, the elevator pitch of the Mankind Project? Changing one man at a time bettering one man at a time and that what that means is at least for me i so what i do for the mankind project i'm the new warrior training adventure outreach specialist so the new warrior training adventure is the initiation weekend that we have and so the mantra would be you know that that there's a brotherhood there there's a collective group of men in this country and around the world that want to be connected, that, that want to see men grow, want to see men transition, want to see men in power that I can trust, that they can trust, and, and, and not just the, the typical bullshit that we've had for the past 40, 50 years, or at least in my lifetime. Well, that's what I was going to ask you, is when did, when did, when did men stop growing? When did men stop being men in, in your estimation? Um... Uh, at least here, meaning the U.S., probably, you know, uh, I sort of pinpointed around the, 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 the end of World War One and the beginning of World War Two when dads went off to war, men sort of filled those roles. I mean, women filled those roles, and they never sort of went back. Mm-hmm. Sort of, you know, if, if your dad was a carpenter, you know, most times you were going to be a carpenter. If your dad, you know, there, there was that apprenticeship, that, there was that, that, that nurturing that, that we lost. Dads went to work. I mean, most you know back then, most of the teachers were male. So all of a sudden, they come back, and and the teachers sort of stayed that way. So at least from you know a guy's perspective and a boy's perspective, you know, I was raised by females. Okay. You know, so I, it wasn't until I got older and really like started going, you know, I'm missing something here. I'm you know internally going, I'm I'm not getting the guidance and and the love and support that I need from another man. Now, when you on the Warrior Weekends, and I, I find it very interesting because, um, you know, as as guys, we like to do things instead of just sitting. And, right. and I, I'm, I, I'm, I'm as antsy as anybody else. And, you know, and um, but um, guys come in with a lot of baggage and, and they're 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 very um, uh, have a lot of armor on, you know, mm-hmm. It may not take one weekend, right? I mean, you're looking at it and, and saying, I, you know, talking to somebody and they're holding on to their armor for dear life because they don't know what's underneath. Right. And, and they don't feel comfortable with uh, the people around them. And, and that's really where uh, guys will say, you know, this is an environment that you can do that. It may not happen you know, one weekend, it may happen one year, you know, mm-hmm. or, or, you know, and, and as you see someone maybe downward spiraling, and I don't want to bring this to a negative, but this is, you can write the script, John, you've seen it before, you know, yeah. um, and where all, you know, all of a sudden you say, you know, why not, why not trust somebody? 
right. you know, uh, because you have you have nothing else right now. If you're <laughs> if you're losing everything, you know, because because one thing leads to another in bad decisions and so forth. And and you know, as guys, we get under our own heads, and that's the worst spot to be in. Yeah, you know, and um, uh, and and we ask people that we feel we trust, but that have agendas as well, you know, and, and that's really, um, I feel for a lot of guys, that's a tough, that's a tough agenda. But if they've gone to the point where they're going to a warrior weekend, they're ready to, they're ready to give it up. Exactly. You know, it is, it's a space to be vulnerable. It's a space to really, as I, I use the metaphor, sort of cracking yourself open and going inside. Looking, looking at that shit. Looking at the, 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 you know, the belief systems we got from our parents. Looking at the, the, the dynamics we got from our parents. Looking how you show up in your relationships from what we learned. I mean, I, I know for myself, you know, my, you know, everybody goes, well, why did you go through the weekend? I said it was two parts. It's like, one was my, my mother and my wife, and the other was I wasn't sure. I've got two sons. I wasn't sure what I was passing along to them. I, yeah, I what, wasn't what sure how to yeah. right. What message? how to talk to them, how to give them, you know, things that I didn't get. And, and you know, creating that space and, and, and being with, you know, we, the weekends can be anywhere from 10 to 32 initiates, and then we have 40 men on staff. Mm-hmm. So it's a pretty big deal to, to come in there and be vulnerable and be, be open and willing to do what it takes to get what you came for. Yeah, that, that's a big commitment. You know, and, and but... I see some of the videos and and and, and it just seems um, a life a life changing events. It is, and I mean the other part of the mankind project that we have is is the I groups or the integration groups. And basically, that's taking what you start on on your weekend. So it's not like okay, I do this weekend, and you know, two months from now, uh, I don't know what I got out of it. It's a continuation, and I mean, I've been yeah. in three years, and and stuff takes time. Because you got to come yeah. at it from different angles. Sometimes it's like, oh, I didn't see it that way. Or another man's like, yeah, this is this is what I'm. You know, first of all, are you open to feedback? I mean, that's that's part of the dialogue. Because sometimes I don't. Yeah. You know, I'm in a space where I just want to do my work, and I don't want to hear anybody else's shit. And but I don't want. I don't want someone. I don't want someone to fix my problems. I'm not asking anybody for advice. Right. I'm just letting, I, I need for you to listen. You know, exactly. please, please don't make something change something from me. You know. Right. I'll get to that point later. And that's part of the dialogue is going, are you open to feedback? You, you know, yeah. are, are you open? Are you in that space of, or you're just a space of, I just need to process this, you know, and sort of that dialogue. So I can, you know, I can be open or, you know, guys get stuck in the head of, of, and Dave and I had this conversation. The worst word we were taught as a kid is no. No is a bad word. You know, no, as a kid, you didn't say no to your teachers. You didn't say no to your parents. You didn't say no to your clergy. So we, we get to be, you know, 21, 22, and we're still sitting in that space. And we get to be adults. And we have a hard, I have a hard time with that. I struggle with that because it's like, I'm an asshole if I say no. Because I'm just supposed to help everybody out and do everything. And at the end of the day, it's like, what the hell do I have for myself? You know, I... So, you know, no equates a boundary. And I mean, yes, as a child, part of that is, no, you're not supposed to touch the stove. No. But at the same point, giving children that space that I'm going to accept your no, but, or and, realize there's a consequence to it. You know, the consequence of being an adult and saying no is, okay, you may think I'm an asshole because I'm not volunteering to help you move. But at the same point, you may not know that I've already got three things going on that weekend. 
So yeah. being in the space and the power of going, I'm fine with that. You know, if you've got an issue, that's yours. You know, that's your throw, projection. Yeah, and then throw in the birth order, and that throws everything, you know. <laughs> right. right. You know, the genius of um, oldest one in the family versus, you know, the clown youngest one, they can get away with different things. And, you know, it, it, it is. It is. You know, and, and it's, it's two things that I, I look at. It's breaking the chain, one, and resiliency. And those are some things that, um, um, you know, I always keep in my, I always keep in my head too. You know, like everybody's got shit, and we just gotta, you know, those who are gonna, who are gonna survive and thrive, have to find ways to be resilient. And then I think Mankind Project is a, is a superb way. Well, it's funny you say that. I, I have posted on my laptop my, my my so so what I got one of the things I got out of Mankind Project, was a mission statement. And, and and prior to the Mankind Project, you know, I, I thought that was always for, for businesses like McDonald's or something like that. Oh, they got a mission statement. But mine, and what, you know, just hit on is I inspire an empowered world by modeling courage, love, and resiliency. Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, in uh, at the end of the day, that's all we have. I mean, that's right. all we, that's, a, you know, I always feel that. You can have all the uh, trinkets and and objects of idiocy to to armor yourself, uh, but if you're not as good as your word, you have absolutely nothing. You know? Exactly. Yeah. So, but go ahead, Davo. I well, know that you're going to jump in here. I hear some overtones uh, that that parallel uh, religious groups or entities or, or or for lack of a better word, cults and and so what you know what is where do you guys butt up against those types of conversations, John. I'm sure that as a larger group, I mean, you have one and a half million Facebook followers and and, um, people along those lines. How's that discussion work within the Mankind group? Uh, That's a very good question. Uh, I'll do do the cult one first. The cult one was, uh, I don't know how many years, so I won't give exactly the, I, I can't give the time. But we, there, there is an agency out there that is actually called Cult Watch, and that's what they do: is is they go and and they they watch organizations such as the Mankind Project to see, you know, are you guys a cult? Well, needless to say, we were taken off that because we don't have one single entity. So there's not one person that we report to. There, it's a 503c. So we're 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 not no, no one person's making money or no group is making getting rich off of this. So you know the cult status has been dropped for I don't know how many years. Uh, religion. We don't subscribe to religion. Now, I, I, I'll say we're spiritual, just in the simple fact that a lot of what has been taken to form the New Warrior Training Adventure and e- even the, the iGroups is, is a spiritual because we the, the guys that started it you know, looked at how Africans met, how Native Americans met, how the Aborig- Aborigines met. And you know, and 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 Northern Europe, and and so there is a a spiritual quality to that, but it's not a deity sort of thing. Okay. But we welcome all men of religion. I mean, we we, we accommodate. I mean, you know, the the you know, we I've, I've had men as they they proclaim themselves religious Jews that you know from Friday night to Saturday night they can't. There's there's only certain things they can do, and we accommodate them. So everybody's welcome. You know, any religion. I mean, there's there's men of other faiths that can't be. You know nude around other men during showers or things like that so we need to you know we accommodate all of that how about transgenders how do you guys working with those uh we actually there we accept them and we have what's called gateway weekends okay. so it's a gbtq and 
if a man identifies with one of them, that, that 70% of the staff identifies with one of those those targets. We also have men of color, so you know, majority is you know African Americans, but you know you can throw Hispanics in there. You know, people from India. You know, other uh, if if they identify as a color, we have men of color gateways, and the same deal. There's about 70% of those men on that that weekend are of that color or some sort of color. Yeah, I just signed up for the bald men's weekend. Yeah. <laughs> Plenty of those. <laughs> what about the what about women, John? I mean, uh, we, we talk a little bit about it. You and I have talked about how sometimes a man has taken a back seat, if you will. Uh, this is a good thing for women, I'd have to imagine. Being, having a stronger man come into a relationship, would you agree or disagree with that? I agree. It's just scary as fuck. Because, you know, in my judgment, we've been painted to a corner of society women want us to be the bad boy they marry the bad boy and all of a sudden they want to change us and we become the nice guy and then all of a sudden it's like well you're leaving or this isn't what you want and like what the fuck and and so you know it rounds back to being in your own power and and you know to some degree and i'll use it maybe cavalierly of you know who gives a fuck and i and i mean that in a healthy way yeah, you know, if, if if you're gonna sit there and be ruled by putting a mask on for somebody else, as I've done, you know, you're you're somebody else's bitch to some degree. Yeah, like risky business. What you know, the line, um, <laughs> you know, uh, sometimes you just gotta say, "What the fuck?" What the fuck. Yeah. Right. But but there's a healthy way to do it, and you know that yeah. you know there's the pendulum swings back and forth. But you know, long as I'm comfortable in my skin, I I don't care. You either accept me or you don't. I'm not going to wear that mask anymore. It's about the ownership, right? Exactly. Okay. But we don't have to go. We, we go. We can go as far as television commercials to look at how they bash uh, uh, guys on that commercial. They make them look like absolute idiots. I can tell you that. And like they can't make a decision. They're hiding in the coat racks. Uh, you know, and it's it's Madison Avenue has a lot to do with this too, you know, and that's maybe a reflection on our society. But but I can tell you if they if they advertisers want to focus uh, their product to women all they easily have to do is make you know some guy look like a total idiot, uh, and then the women comes in and, and and straightens everything out and so forth. So and I see it time and time again. Yeah. Right, but then you, then then you have the Fifty Shades of Grey, and it's like, so wait a minute here. But I agree with you wholeheartedly. I mean, especially television, ha having two boys, and and watching most of the programming for boys, the boys are idiots, the dads are idiots. You know, or buffoons, or, or, you know, they couldn't punch their way out of a paper bag if they tried. And it's like, what the hell? Yeah. Yeah. You know, and all, the, all, you know, and it's the pendulum swing that all the girls are empowered and they're super. That's great. I'm not taking anything away from them. But you've swung the pendulum back to, we're idiots. Yeah, you know? we just have to, we, we have to own ourselves. It doesn't matter what everyone right. else does. You know, that, that, that you can do what you want. This is what I'm doing. Exactly. You know? Well, yeah. it is good that Watson. You know, IBM's Watson, that's a male voice. <laughs> so that's good. But you have to look at the other uh, artificial intelligence, the uh, Siri, that's traditionally, it's preset as a woman's voice, Alexa right. for Google or Amazon. So we, it is good it's to know. It's a kinder, that, gentler voice. It is good to know, though, that we're not asking that, you know, Watson is part of the mankind group. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll leave it there with that one, Bear. 
<laughs> Absolutely. Even like like navigation. You know, like you were talking about. I you know didn't realize navigation is a female voice too. Yeah, my navigation is. It's it's so. all preset as the default. So that makes you really think, and it harks back to what you said, John. You know, at some point you would have never heard a, a female's voice on that stuff back in the in the 50s before world war ii it would have been a man's voice on everything oh right exactly you know and i don't i, I don't have a problem i mean it's like uh, i've been having a dialogue with a couple guys i saw some some girl wanted to be in the boy scouts and i'm like stop just fucking stop now okay you got girl scouts and if they're not doing what the boy scouts are doing you've got to take it up there Bear, but you know what? Uh, you got some opinions there. I can. Well, tell. you're talking to an Eagle Scout, so that spent many years close to the the Scouts, and this, and that's really where, um, you know, when we were left alone on weekends, we were able to do a lot of weird stuff. You know, like, you know, like uh, put rocks in someone's tent, and you know, or whatever. <laughs> Uh, you know, take a Playboy and whatever fireworks, you know, and stuff like that. And sure, our scoutmasters knew, but it was, uh, you know, boys being boys, you know, which I hate to use because it's so it's it's like an excuse. But this is what this is our time. We we, we maximized it. Right. You know? we're, we're away from our moms. We're away from the rest of you know. We we could run around camp fucking naked. Yeah. And and, yeah. and do stupid shit. And 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 and, I'll, and the same thing. It, it, it was a place for boys to be vulnerable. Yep. To really yeah. be open and and honest and, and 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 get comfortable in our own skin. So now you want to place a female in it. Now we've got to show up this way, and we got to do. No, stop. Stop. Yeah. There, there yeah. is a reason for that. I'm not saying that you know. Then you can't have an inclusion like Explorer Scouts, where everybody you know that's both sides. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, I don't see many guys sign up going, hey, I want to be a Girl Scout. Yeah, but the times around the campfire were just were really were really neat. You know, like uh, we had enemies and, 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 and the scouts and, and stuff like that. But that that uh, for me, it, I believe it worked out well and, and I very much um, enjoyed it. So and I still promote it to this day. So. You know what? And, and that, what, what comes up for me when you said the campfire it's that sacred space. It's that ritual space that we don't have as guys. I mean, one thing yeah. I say in the Mankind Project and we say is, you know, the, the study's been done if a married couple, say married couple for 40 years and, 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 and the husband dies, the wife's going to live another 10 years because she's got that support network. So, but flip it, the wife dies, the husband usually dies within a year. You know, yeah. or, or, or some, you know, somewhere in that, that time frame and it's because there's not that support there's not that vulnerability there's not that campfire or you know when i say initiation a lot of guys go oh well you know gangs and and, and fraternities it's like now if you look up initiation it was a place to transition yeah it was a place to come in a sacred space with other men and transition to whatever you need to do for that next stage of your life whether it be the boy you know being tapped you know <laughs> order uh, for, order for uh, order, order the arrow Yes. Or the arrow, yeah. You know, yeah. and getting tapped mm -hmm. into that. There was that sacred space that, that you know, sh my judgment shouldn't be infringed upon. Yeah. Well, today, like, there's a ceremony. We walk around, and, and, and all the camps, all the people are out lined up, and, and you get a tap on the back when usually uh, they try to really mess with you and because they, they pound you on the shoulders. You know? <laughs> right. 
the dance team, like the Indian dance team and so forth. Right. But um, yeah, I mean, that, that was, uh, and you quietly walk with them afterwards, mm -hmm. you know, yeah. That sacred so. space, you know, and, mm -hmm. and, and that's what men are lacking. I mean, I, I had a guy call me that Mankind Project goes into to, to some of the, the, the jails to work with guys to start getting into, you know, deeper into their wounds. And this guy called me from South Carolina. He's like, I've been incarcerated for 10 years and, and I've been blessed that the Mankind Project's been in the jail and I want to get connected. It's like, that's the kind of man, you know, I didn't ask him what he did. I just heard a man on the other end. It's like trying to get right with his life and want to get connected. Yeah, you didn't reach out to him. He reached out to you. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. and, and to that point, John, so how do, how do people get, you know, how do people get connected? What do they, what do they traditionally do? Uh, typically go to mkp.org. mkpusa.org is, is usually the best way. And there's two, two pages. There's one way on the front of the uh, website to, to fill out, uh, you know, for more information. And, and usually, depending on what they look at, they're going to, I'm going to actually talk to them. Or if they go a couple pages over, then they'll find uh, more detailed so I can get like their age and, and what, what, what region they're calling from or contact me from. Yeah. Are you guys tracking anything like retention rates and, you know, things along those lines? What kind of information do you have there with, uh, with, you know, I don't know, do you become a member? Like, what's that process? Well, typically, it's the New Warrior Training Adventure Weekend. But what Mankind Project has sort of realized over the years, so the way that used to be is you'd go through the weekend and the guys that would come out of that weekend would, would form an I-group. And then all the I-groups were closed. So, you know, uninitiated men, as we call them, couldn't see what, what that was. Right. So what they sort of realized was we weren't getting men because they weren't quite sure what that was. Right. So now, you know, it's, it's the warrior training, and then there's also the, the I-groups are open. A lot of the groups are open that men can come visit and come see and sort of get a feel for, you know, what, what's stepping into that different part of their life is, to be with other men, be accountable, be held accountable for, you know, good stuff or bad stuff. And how to process that, how things come up in your lives. And then, you know, the weekend. And, and we call it Initiation Weekend. And we, even in guys that we have visit, you know, we, we, we sort of, you know, it, it, it's, it's not necessary, but it's sort of implied that, hey, you know, at some point you need to do the weekend. Because mm -hmm. there are certain things we don't give up. The weekend is, is very experiential, so there's not a lot that we give up about what goes on in the weekend because each man comes to get what he needs. And so it's, it's a matter of, you know, if I told, I sort of use the ropes course. If I told you there was a ropes course and, and you hated ropes courses, you'd spend all that mental energy going, oh shit, you know, there's this ropes course. I don't know when the ropes course is going to be. And I really hate this fucking ropes course. Yeah. Unscripted, so, you don't really set the agenda. It just becomes what it is. Right. Right. We know what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, yeah and that's why that's that's why there's 40 men on staff and, and the men on staff, we pay to be there to keep the cost down, you know, because the weekends anywhere from 625 to about 795, depending on where you, the area. Mm -hmm. And it's a full weekend. It's 48 hours. It's, it's your lodging. It's your food. It's the whole nine yards. And professionals, you know, you know professionals on hand is a, a lot of labor. It's very labor intensive. It's yeah. labor intensive. You know, we, there's insurance we have to take care of and, and the whole nine yards. But the staff, we pay, to, we, we pay to staff. So it's not only a volunteer labor of love, we're actually paying to keep the cost down. Yeah, it's, it's cheaper than cleaning up a lot of messes. I could tell you that. Yeah. You know? 
Yeah. No, absolutely. it's an investment. And and honestly, yeah, cool. is a lot of guys are scared shitless. It's like, well, that's a lot of money. It's like, when's the last time you invested anything in yourself? Yeah, absolutely. You know, you look at uh, the, um, you put that in perspective is, uh, hey, you know, you're sitting in front of the TV and you're paying that to the wazoo and, um, or whatever, something like right. that. It's it, it's investment in yourself that, that never goes away, that never depreciates. Right, exactly. And and when guys, you know, like, what, what do you mean? It's like, well, when's the last time you done, you know, you got kids, I got a wife, I got, I, I hear that. And, 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 you know, been there, done that. That's where I started at. But at the same point, I also realized at that point, it's like, I need to do something for me. So it's like the oxygen mask. You got to put your oxygen mask on first before you can save anybody else. Yeah, because those things can slowly go away. You know, if they're not, if you, if people spend more time working on their cars than on themselves, you know, and right. things like that. Yeah. Hmm. You know, and, and we cover the gamut from, you know, young warriors. So young warriors are 18 to 35. And then I, I don't, I don't know what us middle of the road guys are. <laughs> the Thank you for saying middle of the road. Yeah. <laughs> and, middle and of the then, belly, middle of the belly guys. Yeah. <laughs> and then we have elders. And I mean, that's, that's, that's another thing that America has gotten away from, at least most of the culture is really leaning on the, the, the elder part of our generation to go, Hey, you've been through this stuff. You know, you've, you've been through a divorce. You've, you know, you've been through, you know, losing a job. You've been through, you know, you've been through success. You know, let's not yeah. make it all bad. You've been through success. You've owned a business. You've, you know, you're doing pretty well for yourself. And these OGs, we call them, you know, and, yeah. and uh, the OGs will say, I wish I would have known this 20, you know, when I was 20 years old, telling to some of the younger guys, you know, th things would have been different or, yeah. or I would have, you know, looked at things different, you know, right. but you have an awareness. I mean, I, yeah. I, I have, I have one of the elders in, in, in the DC community that I have lunch with twice, twice a month. He's 89 years old. He's, he's a child Holocaust survivor. And I just look mm -hmm. at him and the conversations we have, and I'm like, I want to be you at 89. I want to have that perspective in the way you live in your life. That's that's the kind of man I want to be. I don't want to be that bitter old guy that nobody loves me, and I my life's been fucked for all these years. Yeah. And, yeah, yeah, I, I, I live with an OG in Bowie, Maryland, <laughs> who I said every day that I want to be like that guy. So, uh, exactly. Yeah. That yeah. wisdom and, 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 and blessing, you know, because that's what yeah. we don't get as guys. We don't, you know, once we're sort of out of that, that periphery of our, our father, so to speak, where they passed away, you know, we don't, we don't get that blessing anymore. We don't get that, hey, you know, guys, you're doing a great job with, with this podcast. You know, this is, this mm -hmm. is you're, you're changing something here. You're, you're, you're making a difference. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. Go ahead, Dave. Um, no, I was just going to say, Yogi, on that note, I, I don't know if you had anything else for uh, for John. No, this has been very enlightening. No, John, uh, John Grote, uh, we appreciate you uh, taking the time to bring a little bit of this knowledge to Lion, like it or not. And whether you like it or not, that's what you've got. It is what it is. There you go. <laughs> exactly. All right. Well, we'll thank, be, thank you, guys. John. I totally appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thank you. We'll be right back after this.
like my uh, reference to uh, Pimp Daddy? Yeah. He would like the Mankind Project. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, all of us men here are one reason and one reason only to score chicks. That's right. That's right. <laughs> if you ain't looking out for chicks, you ain't doing shit. Yeah, it's my way on my time. You don't like it? Get out. All right. Yeah. Everyone got pen and paints, pencils. All you, all you little young, young buddies. Okay. Get yourself a big Cadillac. Bigger, better. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, all right. Well, let's get into it. Welcome back to Line Like It or Not. We want to thank John Grote of the Mankind Project for joining us, and we know uh, we we hope some bigger and better things coming out of that project through the years. We'll keep tabs on John and, and some of those developments, Yogi. Yeah, I really enjoyed that. I uh, the uh, you know it's peering into a, a world that uh, I know very little about, and and now I I do know some things about it. It's neat. Yeah, I thought he uh, really spoke uh, very well and concise, and and delivered the message uh, to our audience, and we like that. Very manly. Speaking of manly, got any shout outs this week, Yogi? Absolutely. Our. Uh, uh, she-male uh, Ellen DeGeneres um, celebrating a 20-year anniversary of coming out on uh, TV. At the, at that time, it was kind of revolutionary, but does, but now everybody's stinking gay on TV. Does she have her liquor license? <laughs> <No>. <laughs> She's up there with Eleanor Roosevelt. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Margaret Thrat- Thatcher. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. You gotta love it. Oh, so that, it, it takes all kinds, Dave-O. It takes all kinds. It does take all kinds. God love them. Mankind we love project. them. Project. Um, Absolutely. Hey, we're going to make this segment kind of quick, folks. Uh, we we spent a lot of time uh, last segment, and uh, but there is some interesting weird news out there, Yogi. Um, yeah, I got one. Crack, uh, it, crack it on me. This is a manly type of story. You're going into, into uh, Finland and you're ordering a uh, going in and, and wanting a case of Kasari uh, beer. You can actually purchase a case that contains over a thousand cans of brouhaha. A thousand cans. Hey, honey, I just had, you know, I got a case for the weekend. I mean, it was okay, you know? Get off my back. I'm going to the new Warrior Project. Yeah, <laughs> we got any idea how much one of those cases costs in America? It actually, dollars? I it actually I did a little bit of research here, Dave, because it it it, it uh, uh, piqued my fancy, as they say in Europe. Um, so it's twenty one uh, two over two thousand euros. Uh, if you break it down into U.S. dollars, it's about three dollars a can. Okay, uh, but what the hell are you going to do? You, you need a forklift. Yeah, that's what okay. I was wondering. A pallet. You know, it's like, hey, Dave, I like the new lawn ornament. Well, it's a, it's a thousand cans. You make friends easily, don't you, Dave, when you have that on your lawn? That's a hell of a cul-de-sac party, I'd have to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. Hey, would you uh, mind picking me up a few bags of ice? <laughs> I got a fucking thousand cans of beer on my lawn. <laughs> oh, I might just. There's uh... guys, there's guys, you know, uh, barreling into parked cars when they see that. <laughs> hey yogi i got a new one for us this week i ran no into uncle richard a couple weeks ago and i got uncle richard to tell us about the youtube video of the week check this out hi 
Yeah. You got ten dollars. Uncle Richard, give me a, a, first of all. What's the best thing you saw on YouTube this week? A guy, a young guy, was telling where you going about how to do your Wi-Fi. Yep. We're out buying a router. It was pretty intelligent the way he go in to network and how you can set up using Wi-Fi without a router. A wire. A, 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 a router? A router. That was on YouTube? Yeah, it was on YouTube. Okay, any aliens this week? Any good stories? No no aliens yet. No no aliens yet. Oh, that's a, we love it. We love it. Yeah. yeah. Thanks, Uncle Richard. We'll, we'll be yes. sure to check that out. Absolutely. Um, and uh, good news, perhaps a, uh, very quickly, perhaps another Austin Powers film for those looking for something that for of comic relief and don't we all around this time um, always always there's a we're getting into the summer blockbusters uh season absolutely like a little dog racing Davo. yeah i used to like to go down to the tracks down in florida check some with all so, the other degenerates that are yeah. that are uh you know seeing that little rabbit go around that's kind of neat you know yeah it's cool but, uh, recently, a couple of greyhounds tested positive for cocaine. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's the coke dogs. What were they doing? What were they doing with cocaine? How in the world did that that happen? Only in Florida, right? Well, yeah, I mean, only in Florida, but to get them get them going, to get them revved up, you know, get them a little so, juiced up. Yeah, it, it did well. It did well for Robin Williams. So what the hell? So, uh, yeah. One last thing. This is not weird. This is actual fact. This is a fact. All right, let's, um, let's hear it. Under Armour, right down there in Maryland, is mm-hmm. uh, taking over for a Majestic Athletic as the supplier of MLB uniforms come 2019. It was supposed to be 2020, and a year earlier than previously scheduled. Oh, I didn't know that. So Majestic was the previous uh, apparel line for MLB uniforms themselves? It is, it is right now. But as of 2019, it's slowly going over to Under Armour. I didn't know Under Armour was in the uh, in the baseball uniform business. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what they come out with. You know, because when Nike took over uh, a few years back for Reebok, I think it was, you know, there was a deal where they could change the color scheme of a few of the uniforms. I wonder if Under Armour is going to get any liberty for some alternative jerseys. Anything on that, Yogi? No, I do not. But what I did know, a little local flavor, the uh, Majestic Athletic Plant making uniforms is right down the road in Easton, Pennsylvania. So, uh, and there's 600 workers there. So, if that if that's closed down, it, it's another really stab in the heart of Easton, Pennsylvania, which is very it's very nice, and right near the canal and. Um, uh, so Easton is, a, I think, very high, like a beautiful public market there now. Yeah. So it was right down. All the uniforms is made right down the street from me, literally like an hour away. So Well, maybe there'll be a, a, a big sale. Maybe you'll see some kids in Cuba wearing some old uniforms coming up. Kind of like the old, Absolutely. The old uh, RG3 Redskin uniforms. You go down to Costa Rica and all the kids are running around in the playgrounds with them. Uh, yeah, absolutely, Dave. I heard the uh, OTAs are uh, the Skins are playing OTAs. Uh, is that is that an Ash Ash uh... Ash Bernie? Yeah, they'll do those in Ashburn. Is that right? Okay, yeah. so so you could probably smell the uh, marijuana from uh, Mr. Marley. Yeah, uh, yep, yep. The uh, grandson of Bob Marley. Uh, we didn't see him get actually drafted uh, when we were there, but he was a signed free agent out of Tulane University. Of course, in New Orleans. But um, 
But wouldn't that be cool? A Redskins jersey with Marley on the back of it. I dig it, man. I think that'd be worth the uh, 75 bucks or 80 bucks it would cost. That would be cool. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah. So, we got a lot going on. And uh, your son's graduating soon. Yep. Yep. We'll get we'll get that. Maybe we'll see if uh, Like It or Not can make an appearance there and talk to some of the, uh, the, the graduates of the class of 2017 and see what their aspirations are for the next 10 years. Well, always interesting about graduation parties too, Dave. You know, you got you got the parents, and um, and actually, yeah, and then then the the graduates all stay together, like they're all glued together. Yeah, congregate together. You know, you know, trying to make plans for the night where they're going to get where they're stashing their beer. You know, or who's got the you know who's got the good shit or whatever. uh, If you're into that, but uh, and adults would come over. You know. It is like an iron curtain, you know. That's right. <laughs> they won't even look at it. If we don't look at them, they'll stop talking. You know. Yeah, <laughs> congratulations. This will, uh, this will be uh, o- over before it started. Yeah. Where's the card? You yeah. know. Congratulations. Uh, you know. I just want to give you a few words of uh, wisdom from from uh, a, a mild OG. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yogi, where's the card? No, I wouldn't. You know. But whatever. <laughs> I say that, but it, it's kind of fascinating. So, uh, uh, but you know, been there, done that. So, all right, all right, Davo. You, all right. Thank you. I mean, what am I saying? Thank you for. Okay, Davo. Well, I don't know, man. What are you? You're, you're thankful for uh, sipping on your coffee. I know that. My iced coffee. This is this morning's iced coffee. Not even. It's not even cold yet. I had to put ice in it. So, <laughs> all right. Well, hey, find us uh, at on Twitter. Like it or not, please text Yogi. At two zero two seven nine six zero two forty, please. We're we're looking for some uh, advice on on you know where he should take his next bike trip. Maybe uh, maybe going to Asia, might be fun. A- a- Asia would be good. Get through one of those foot massages in Asia. Yeah, no, maybe we'll take take it on the road. Maybe go to suck Singapore. all the life out of me. Okay, it's done. Bike bike trip is done. <laughs> Hold my calls. <laughs> all right. Until next time, I'm Davo. It's Yogi Bear. Shake it easy.